As we get this episode started, I wanted to let all of our amazing listeners know that AK Coffee Company has graciously given us a discount. So if you do follow along AK Coffee Company and you want to check out a cup of this amazing coffee, please go ahead and go to their website, www.akcoffeecompany.com and use the discount code 49th Meal Podcast when you're checking out to receive a discount. Thank you so much, AK Coffee Company, for this amazing opportunity for our listeners. Welcome to the 49th Meal Podcast. My name is Mitchell Howe and I am your host. I'm going to take you along a journey throughout the state of Alaska, where we will meet the men and women that make the food that you love. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the 49th Meal Podcast. This week, we are in for a treat. We are here at AK Coffee Company down in Anchorage. Yeah, we just had some samples of some coffee, and I get a break for a second. We got some top secret stuff, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to share this one with you guys. I will let them introduce themselves. Hey, hey, my name is Emily Rickman. I am one of the founders and owners of AK Coffee Company. I love Alaska. I get to be a wife, an employee, a boss. Actually, I'm not really a boss. (laughs) We don't have any employees. (laughs) Um, A friend to many here in Anchorage. And yeah, that's kind of me. And now, are you from Alaska originally, or did you move up here? Yeah, I actually grew up in Minnesota, and when I started college, I was actually on the gymnastics team at the University of Alaska Anchorage, and then me and my husband Sawyer met while going to school. Nice. So you're one that went from cold to cold, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cold so, to Some colder. of us transplants went from 110 to negative 20. <laughs> So what what got you started in the coffee business? Yeah, coffee is so fun. And rewinding a little bit, AK Coffee Company was started in January of 2018. So we're a roasting company here in Anchorage, Alaska, and we get to produce a high quality premium product and also an experience for our customers while partnering with other high-impact businesses, and I get to say this, it's crazy, around the world, because we source our beans from not here in Alaska, we roast them here, but we get to partner with farmers all over the world. And how's that process work? Like, do you use, is it kind of like the wild, wild west? Do you just kind (laughs) of are... Because uh, I think of, like, an auction site, like, people are bidding on pallets of beans. or Like, how's that process work to source them and get them up here? That's probably one of the hardest things to starting our coffee company was because we would just find them online, finding companies that would buy large quantities, and then they would sell it in, like, three pounds or five pounds or ten pounds. And so we just started sampling, literally, I think, when we bought our first coffee roaster off Amazon, we just also Googled green coffee beans. <laughs> I know. So it's kind of like the wild, wild west where we just threw our boots on and we're just learning. We were learning like two years ago, you know, just as we started. And through that, we got connected with the farmer that um, was online at the time, but since then has gone in a different direction. But that company connected us right us right to the farmer 
because they were mutual friends and was like, hey, this is my buddy. And so that's how we got connected to the farmer that we're working with now, Legacy Coffee Farms, which is really, really rare in the coffee industry to be working hand in hand with the farmer himself. Yeah, it's, I know um, we've talked to like a couple different chocolate places and stuff, and they kind of have that same experience where some of them have to order from the big guys, well, some of them have made those little connections to go artisan, I guess, or small scale. So why coffee? I mean, they just, uh, Alaska coffee is not the first thing you, well, kind of the first thing because you want to drink a lot of it because it's cold, <laughs> but what? why coffee of everything to start doing a business in? Yeah, so my hubby Sawyer and I both come from, really a family of that entrepreneurial spirits and that family of innovators. And so when we got married and I mean, AK Coffee Company started at a time where it really did not make sense. We were both going to school <laughs> full time at the University of Alaska Anchorage. We were both working full time. I was working at a regional air carrier here in Anchorage and he was at a um, real estate management firm and we were literally just married. But this idea dropped into his head and he started talking about it with me and I was working night shift on the weekends and I was so tired and I was like, I don't really think I want to do this. <laughs> like, I don't even love coffee that much. But his idea was so exciting and he actually started talking to his then supervisor at the time because He'd be thinking about it and want to talk about this <laughs> idea rolling in his head. And um, turns out that then supervisor is now our business partner, Pasquale. So it's the three of us that um, do AK Coffee Company. It's not this large business. It's just, just the three of us. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I know uh, my wife will agree with a lot of those, those ideas because <laughs> I've had ideas <laughs> And I talked to her, and she's just like, I will punch you right in the throat. <laughs> she's like, you are not adding more to your plate. <laughs> Every once in a while, I get one that she, she lets me slip by and have a little leeway like my podcast. So now, what challenges do you have being in Alaska roasting coffee that maybe somebody that has a small roasting business in the lower 48s doesn't have to deal with? Yeah, well... I'm a listener of your podcast, and I know <laughs> the first thing that businesses talk about is so true, shipping. <laughs> the whole shipping, you know, scenario, you've heard it, I've heard it, and it's so totally true, that's why. Like, we worked with vendors that I worked through, and we're in the negotiations, and they're like, oh, I thought you were in Alabama, you're in Alaska, we don't ship there. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> so, yes, that is true, but for us, like, the time zone has also been a hurdle, but I probably think the biggest thing, I mean, I'm sitting here in my ski boots. I love, <laughs> I love Alaska. We love playing outside. And so balancing that working hard, playing hard, resting well <laughs> is challenging. And we learn about, you know, healthy lifestyles and it's implemented in our business too. And just having, um, yeah, keeping that balance. So those are kind of some of our our big challenges seems kind of funny but I mean we love Alaska and we live here for a reason and, and choose to do business and build a business here no it's especially like this weather we've had this last week 
where you got that nice dusting of snow, fresh on the trails. Exactly. And you're like, do I have to go in today? Or yeah, we'll just have a little lunch ski and call it good. <laughs> I mean, literally, I took a, a long lunch from work today. So. And now, how does climate play into, I know uh, when we talked to Ron over at Artisan Coffee, he talked about the climate uh, boosting his flavor, like he kind of get that fresh, fresh air flavor to it, I guess. Or I don't know if I'm wording that right, but uh, <laughs> is that true with you guys here? Like, is is the climate helpful, or is it kind of like bob and weave with you guys? Yeah, I mean, the climates from the areas that we're sourcing green beans from. I remember listening to Ron, and that's something listening from him it's like wow we have to hone in on that too so i've i've learned i've learned from him and and we're still learning we're still a really young company and uh, this is our our first coffee roasting company too at it so um the climate in those regions we pay attention to and have an open line with our farmer to see how that's impacting and each year to year it's going to have those little nuances because of the different amount of rain that was happening in Honduras or in Guatemala or wherever we're sourcing coffee beans. But here in Alaska, I remember last year, we had like negative, like 10 below. <laughs> and the roasting times at, can just be longer. You're having to use more gas. It's in the roaster for longer periods. And you're, you're just changing controls because it's so... Um, depends on your climate you know the temperature outside and the moisture in our warehouse even it's just those little things those nuances that can change how how you're roasting it's funny it's almost sounds like a lot like the baking world people <laughs> think you just maybe dump in some green <laughs> green beans from the coffee hit a button and let it do its thing but like the baking world all that stuff makes those little differences and now, I, I hate to bring it up, but everybody knows we're in the middle of this never-ending pandemic. How has the pandemic affected your business? In the beginning of all of the stuff that we're now currently living through, our business partner, Pasquale, was taking care of his family in Spain. My husband, Sawyer, was deployed overseas finishing a year-long deployment so talk about rough <laughs> I, say, it just, uh, yeah. I think that's that saying when it rains it pours yeah and so <laughs> honestly life has been has its own challenges but as far as business it's only gone up from there that was kind of like <laughs> kind of bottom that was a tough time for our business for me as a young business owner and you know, having my husband overseas and our business partner also overseas. <laughs> so, but through this, we've gotten to, um, well, we're sitting in our coffee warehouse in Anchorage. And so we've gotten to move in here. We launched our website. We're able to do online shipping and orders. And also, things to come, we're onboarding wholesale partners and coffee shops and retail locations and so there's still more to come from us through this challenging time that we're living in and the growth um, but yeah it's been hard for all of us in different ways we're all still working full-time 
family balance has been tough, but um, there's still, you know, hard isn't the absence of good, and there's still been goodness twined through all of this. I like that saying. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, me too. It's been kind of like the anthem of the last couple months for me, so... And now, kind of a little quick, quick questions on it. What's your favorite thing about coffee, and what's something that the average person might not know about coffee? Oh man, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing about our coffee and the coffee industry. But for for like us, we get to be a part of that fuel for the adventure. You know, I had my coffee before I went <laughs> skiing this morning, and that connection with people that can be in a group of you know, in a group or for me, like my morning cup of coffee is like that reflection time before the day, sometimes a crazy day starts. Um, when I think of like my favorite cup of coffee, I think of those early mornings that we had this summer going to Prince William Sound. We got all of our friends showing up with coolers full of food and snacks for the day. And we're making a day's worth of coffee and throwing it in thermoses and we're sipping it all the way through the tunnel and Whittier and... Oh, that's probably one of my favorite parts. But business-wise, um, my favorite part is the farmer that we're partnered with because learning about the process and the beauty of the farming and how they treat their employees and culture and community, that makes me fall in love more and more with coffee every single day. I'm so thankful for the relationship that we have with our farmer. Now, I know that's been kind of like the chocolate world, that's been a little bit of a, I guess, controversial hotspot when people think of uh, raw coffee beans. And I know you said you're working with farmer, but how do you see that changing? And do you see more of the small players like you and other businesses spurring that change on more than necessarily the big, the big guys? I think the direct trade and the fair trade is desirable for a reason because now as consumers they want to know the story behind the business or the product. And so for us, we get to have a direct trade, fair trade. We know directly with talking from the farmer that they actually pay not just like a fair wage but above a fair wage and he actually chooses to hire women which something rolling back to your question that people might not know we talked a little bit about how alaska just naturally loves coffee and by (laughs) now you know people might know that alaska has the most coffee shops per capita around the country Really? Maybe you didn't know that. No, I did not know that, actually. <laughs> well, I know we're, like, the world's biggest ice cream eaters per, per capita, but yeah, I did not know. both scales of the spectrum. We love <laughs> coffee and ice cream. Those are probably my favorite. A.K. Gelato, if you're listening. <laughs> yes, yes, um, I love both. Those are probably my two favorite food groups ever. But something that people might not know is the conversation of treatment of employees and workers and um, environment that employees are working in in the coffee industry in these really remote um, sometimes rural third world countries 
And so for us, being able to work with a farmer who's giving them above an average wage, who is continually working to make conditions better than just safe, um, and we pay a premium price for that, and in turn, our customers pay a premium price for our product because it has that amazing quality, the made in Alaska stamp, the experience of um, Alaska through buying a bag of coffee, but also having that high impact where you can know that we're also doing business well with other people and businesses that are treating their employees beyond fair and supporting them in their life too. That makes a lot of sense. I know um, it's one thing I was fascinated learning because I never thought about coffee or chocolate or some of these other products more than grabbing it off the shelf and going, oh, this is going to hurt and uh, ringing it up. So to me, I, I think it's amazing to see the little guys stepping in and forcing that change or at least that conversation compared to like the Folgers and the Maxwell and those ones. So I know for myself, I don't mind paying a little bit more for that because, like you said, I now I know where it comes from and that it goes back to a good cause and not a slumlord, <laughs> more <Yeah>. or less. <laughs> I mean, we love our customers and just that transparency that we can have. And I love doing business. I think everything can be done to excellence, but also with kindness. We have bumped in, ruffled feathers, <laughs> you know, and sometimes people see that kindness as a weakness. I've been on this like long journey of growth as a young woman, as a young business owner, as a spouse, all of these things. And it's true that some people will try to use it against you, but I have had such joy in doing business with kind people and having those experiences, I think just make us stronger and we get to be in the greatest state ever. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> and now speaking of this delicious coffee and I will be the first to say, I am not the world's biggest coffee drinker. <laughs> and I don't think in 34 years I've ever drank a full cup of black coffee. Wow. Most of the time I, I think I've maybe got like one or two chugs down like you're desperate. <laughs> you, you don't know how long it's been sitting there, but you need it. So we got to sample some top secret stuff. <laughs> I got to keep teasing people with that. And uh, I drank a full cup of black coffee, and it was probably one of the most amazing complex coffees. It was like drinking, I know off air we compared it to like a whiskey or a wine, with the flavors. So if people want to try this wonderful coffee, where are you guys found at? Yeah, you can find us at akcoffeecompany.com. You can order all of your coffee and gear there. You can also uh, find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at akcoffeeco. And um, are you in any local stores or local shops around the Anchorage area? Oh, we would love to be. <laughs> we are just starting those local partnerships and also outside of Anchorage as well. So DM us if you got ideas. <laughs> we have a list of people that we want to do business with, but 
we would love to add more vendors, more stores, more coffee shops on the list. AK, uh, hashtag AK coffee company in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> We're for it. We're ready. We've been kind of growing in the background and we just got all of our licensing in place. And so it's been this juggle of balancing supply and demand and what I'm saying is we're excited and we're ready. <laughs> so now, um, obviously, besides growing and expanding and distribution channels, is there any other like big plans you have for the next few years? Well, the secret stuff that we're sipping on today <laughs> is definitely in the future. Uh, but besides being, you know, in, in every home in every region <laughs> of Alaska, we have high hopes for being in every state as well. We're looking at our like our distribution map here, um, a physical one, because I love. You know, <laughs> you know the, the satisfaction of pushing that pin in. Yeah, pushing that pin in. It's so fun. And we're just going to be continuing to uh, working hard and playing hard and resting well. I got like a small hit list of hikes that I want to do. Pioneer Peak, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Um, I, I know. I think that was one of the things, like, when I first seen you on social media, when I reached out, I think it was after I added, started following the page, I think you were in our backyard out in Palmer doing a hike. Yeah. Lazy Mountain. Yes. Lazy yes. Mountain. That's what it was. And yes. I was like, oh, cool. Wait. I know that place. That's in our backyard. <laughs> so I think that's where we uh, started reaching out to you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We... We do have more tangible goals, too, of being in truly, like, every region of Alaska, every state in the U.S. We want to onboard multiple coffee shops, start relationships with big outdoor retailers, hit that tourism industry as well, and just continuing to love our state, adventure, and grow as, as life grows and also our business. We're so excited for the future. I know um, one thing you talked about was the joy of being a small business owner, a woman small business owner. And I know there's probably plenty of people out there that have an idea that don't, I mean, it doesn't sound like you came from a coffee background more than drinking a cup of coffee. <laughs> so what, what kind of advice or even would you just have to say to somebody that's maybe on the fence and, just doesn't even know where to start, where to, because God forbid if you Google anything about starting a business, it will take you down a rabbit hole that you might not ever come out of. <laughs> yes. Um, I would say to find people that you can become friends with, you can connect with. Social media has been a great way for me to connect with other business owners. Like here in Anchorage, I have a handful of people now that I consider my friend, and we go back and forth on life and also business, but just don't be afraid. Like, figure out your motives, too. Like, I have to constantly check myself that I'm not motivated by fear, that I'm not motivated by, you know, all of these other things that can pressure us. Like, it's scary launching an idea and, and doing something, but... We want to be propelled by love and propelled by connection. And those are like our motives behind our business that we get to do. And obviously excellence. We're in 
the game of business to also make money. That's the point of a business. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that's what I would say, and and not being afraid and and being okay showing up not perfect done is better than perfect i've had mentors in my life tell me that over and over again because if that was the circumstance we wouldn't do anything we would just be gridlocked and not willing to to step out and be vulnerable and and try something new i i can completely agree with that i know um i've had different ideas and stuff and i get that kind of narrow-mindedness where, oh, this isn't just right, especially cooking. You're like looking for that one taste, that one flavor or something. And I've seen it just bogged down, myself included, and many chefs that I've worked for, that you just get in your own mind and get stuck there. Yeah, for sure. And it's just one step at a time. Like I said, our boots are on the ground, and we're constantly learning and growing and unlearning and learning again. I know, um, I know they've, hopefully we've seen positive signs of some of the um, trade fairs, festivals and stuff opening back up. Do you guys do a lot of uh, those shows? Our very first vendor event was the 49th State Brewing Company Christmas Markets of 2020. <laughs> so because, <laughs> I know, it's so backwards and like, When I tell people that, they literally laugh at me. They're like, why not more? And it's like, truly, this may sound sound weird, but we love our weekends. We love going to the Kenai Peninsula, getting in the river with our family and our friends, and hiking up a mountain, and going camping where there's no cell service, and we don't have any employees, right? And so to be able to do vendor events were was really challenging for the last couple of years but we did our very first one with Fortnite state brewing company and we had so much fun that i think it's opened this door now to um be more you know willing and available to do vendor events so we don't have anything on the calendar but dm me (laughs) (laughs) maybe we will be at vendor events and making coffee and selling selling beans and yeah that'd be a lot of fun and now a question I have, I know we talked a little bit off air about it, but light, medium, dark, those are like the main ones. And then you have all the subcategories. What does that mean for the average person at home or that is at the store, or maybe looking online and they're like, I don't know what I drink. I just push a button and it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Been there. I've definitely been there since I'm still there. (laughs) I let the wife pick it out and I just drink it. (laughs) I've been learning so much about coffee after we started a coffee company. And what that means is, so we get the beans from Honduras and they're actually green. They're like raw. Think of like a raw, this might be a weird comparison, raw steak, right? And we're adding heat and time and air. And then it comes out to different color roasts. And so the light roast, we can think of like a lighter brown. Medium is like that medium color. And the dark roast is like a darker color. But it's switched. Most people think that the most caffeine you're getting is in that dark roast. And we're all (laughs) laughing right now because we all thought it at some point. But I usually switch up to a light roast in some of the darkest months in Alaska because it has that extra kick of caffeine that I need to get the day going 
I'm typically a medium roast sipper. Um, and truly, I have a lot of friends and family that drink dark roast, but unless I'm having to like sample it, I'm not sipping on a dark roast at home. But we love our dark roast sippers <laughs> that constantly order coffee on a monthly basis. That's kind of like our new thing that's happening online is we're having a lot of subscribers to our subscribe and save. So they just enter in their information and every two weeks or four weeks, their order drops in our queue. We print the shipping label and boom, it's out the door. You weren't supposed to mention that when my wife's standing right there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like her, <laughs> her, her dream right there. Just get randomly get coffee every two to four weeks showing up at the door. <laughs> yeah. Like some of the worst, don't ever wake up to an empty bag of coffee. It does not start the day well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we've all been there. E- even like somebody like me that doesn't drink a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. When you're wanting it and that bag has like a half a scoop, you're just like, you fill it's your so soul it's being so crushed. <laughs> I know. And something you mentioned was that this is a very – Correct me if I'm wrong. Very first time you've drank a black, black cup coffee. Of coffee. I mean, it is the first time I have ever, and not only, and I will say this, and not just because I'm here interviewing, <laughs> I truly enjoyed that cup of coffee. It had a really nice, kind of smoky wood flavor when it was fresh and hot. And as it cooled down, it, the flavors got a little more complex, and I could taste more of a floral, maybe a nutty wood grain to it. And it was actually really enjoyable. And yeah. like I said, I am not a coffee person. And if I do drink coffee, I got like probably 80% coffee and 20% uh, creamer. My It can be as dark as you want. And by the time it's in my cup, it looks like it's white. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, when we started AK Coffee Company, I was drinking, sipping on white chocolate mochas. And now I'm typically sipping on black coffee or an Americano or something like that. And industry secret, I'll let you know. Part of the reason why people typically say that our coffee is so smooth and it just has this really mild flavor. And different palates pick up different flavors of notes in the coffee, but it has to do also with this coffee being all organic. The processes that our farmer goes through is quite rigorous to one get the certification but also the requirements to have a farm that is all organic is also rigorous and he goes through that process because of chooses (laughs) because he chooses to and also why you know it sets us apart is we get to have alaska's sole distribution on legacy farms coffee and in our cup today is the honduras honey blend Oh, it is so good, I will say. <laughs> and it, it's always funny because I go into these interviews and stuff and doing this podcast, it's opened my world up to so much more besides just the food. Like my whole thing was I'm going to start, I'm going to do food. I know food. And being able to branch off and learn about coffee. Like it is now I want to try other blends and I want to try more stuff. So I highly recommend if you're listening, like order yourself a bag and of course order from AK coffee, but order some other ones and like experiment, try. We were talking about off air. We were talking about 
how Emily herself orders coffee from other roasters. And it's just, it's amazing. The one product can give you so much different flavors. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now if you want to remind our listeners where they can find you online again and all your social media, because I'm sure a lot of them will at least be following to hear about this top secret information as it comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find us at akcoffeecompany.com. There's our website. You can add your email to our SIP letter where you get exclusive deals, exclusive updates on what's happening behind the roaster. (laughs) Um, And you can also join our Subscribe and Save, which is our newest subscription orders where you can get your coffee shipped to your door once a month. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at AK Coffee Company. Oh, rewind. AK Coffee Co. We'll have all the links for their social media and their website. And please support such an awesome business. And I challenge even our non-coffee drinkers, order you a bag and try this coffee black. Like, for real, it's a game changer. Like, I definitely am now going to be saving, like, $4 a week or $5 a week by not getting creamer. (laughs) Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a dream come true. Thanks, Mitchell. Thank you for listening to my daddy, Hugh Ladle. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.